Free tacos. Free tacos. Beer. <laughs> yeah. And that's where we started. Yeah. Coincidentally. Yeah. <laughs> it's push a little hard, I mean, push a um, <laughs> So, <laughs> all right. Um, well, we are we are starting. So, uh, welcome back, everybody, to a uh, trivia trivia cast number two. Yes. Um, right now in the room with me, um, I've got this is my name is Joe. Joe with the show, the producer of the show. Uh-huh. Across from me. We've got uh, the brewery buddy, David. Yes. And then over here, Mr. Uh, Silent Nick. Hopefully not so silent today. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully we'll have some answers. And then uh, Jacob is over there in the corner with clothes on sometimes. Yeah, well, there's there's a lady present. We yeah. got we got the so holy sister Lisa today, here yeah. today, too. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, the chaste so. and pure holy yeah, sister Lisa. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, so anyway, everybody, welcome back. Um, let's go ahead and get started. What's yeah. The, so, so what's Lisa, the, uh, you were you were here last week, but uh, Jake and not so silent. Nick, yeah. You guys are new, so here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to ask a question. There's going to be a story involved, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to go. I'm going to have a PowerPoint up. Sometimes yep. the pictures may have something to do with what I'm talking about, and sometimes they might be intentionally misleading. Mm. So. Um, Okay. I'm going to go ahead and I'll read a question. I'll give you guys like 45 seconds okay. to 30 seconds to uh, talk about it, try to figure out what you think the answer is, um, and then we'll go from there. And well, again, I, I don't know how yeah. easy... Yeah. Oh, we're all a team. Yeah, we're all a team. Yeah, it's, it's one, like one big team. Yeah, exactly. It's basically you guys against me, but since I know all the answers already, yeah. I win. It's, yeah. So, <laughs> um, um, hopefully but, I can get this PowerPoint to yeah. work correctly today. But also for, those, for those listening out there, just do your best keep uh keep your own score see see how you would have fared if you were here with us um which hopefully if you're listening um you you all are welcome maybe not all of you um but but um we'd have to have people come join us too so anyway reach out to us on our instagram page free tacos all right, we're starting off for the first category. We're going to have five categories. Each category has three questions and I have somehow managed to pretty much link every single question together oh, so perfect we're gonna go ahead and start off with some crazy history for our first category all right so it starts off with joseph figlock was a street sweeper in detroit in 1937 an item fell from the fourth floor of a building and landed on him but neither the item or figlock had any permanent damage a year later the same type of item fell on figlock again luckily figlock was not injured and the second item was also undamaged it's estimated that 5200 of this particular item fall out of windows annually what is the item that fell on joseph figlock's head an anvil <laughs> it's Looney Tunes. Because that's what I imagined. You said four stories? My first guess was <laughs> a piano. The, the first one fell from the fourth story. Fourth story. Um. Hmm. 1937. So. In 1937. Let's say a penny. Ooh, a penny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, something bigger than Like that. a flower pot or a flower or a piece of laundry hanging out the window. Ooh, suddenly he's got some pantaloons around his face. <laughs> or he's wearing a flower pot. Yeah. He's got a petunia. Um, Nick, why don't you I'm weigh in? What do yeah. you got? What do you think? 
I'm just trying to think of things that can fall from four stories and not kill kill somebody and yeah. uh, remain to, intact. Like, I'm gonna say an animal, some kind maybe like a cat or like a stunned bird, like a bird falls into a building and falls. About fifty-two hundred a year. Yeah, it could be a bird. I, I can see that. Mm. Yeah, like a pie. Somebody set, set a pie out on the window. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But can that land from there you four go. stories and not be damaged? Well, you know, oh, it, it well, could. It yeah, it wasn't damaged. <clears throat> mm. Mm, and that, that's yeah. And it was not damaged. Ooh. Mm. Mm, that changes everything. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna give you okay, guys go about ahead. five more seconds, a everybody. Flower or a coin? Yeah. You say, say coin, flower, coin. Let's you say. I'll say coin. That's not coin. I say coin. Yeah. You say coin. What do you think? Clothing. Clothing. The answer is a baby. What? That's right. A baby what? fell on him twice. Not once, but twice. Two what? times a baby okay. fell on him. And they were not okay. From the fourth floor of a skyscraper. times a year. Apparently, children fall from windows in, in bad buildings 5,200 times, times annually. A baby. <laughs> okay, that is just Detroit, or is that like a national? No, that's that's, that's across the world, I believe. Oh, see, that's where. Okay. Wow. Anyway. But <laughs> speaking <laughs> of skyscrapers. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, okay. speaking of skyscrapers, the Empire State Building has quite a unique look to it. And that is because the top 200 feet of the structure was designed with a specific reason. What was the intended original purpose of the top of the Empire State Building? To be the tallest in the world at the time. I think they, they built it just to be the tallest. Um, I believe at the time, yep, but it did actually serve a function. Oh, yeah. Lightning. It was, it was altered. It was altered after the rest of the building was built so that it could have this structure on it. I think it is a lightning rod. Yeah. Um, radio transmission? Ooh, radio transmission, lightning Wait. rod. Damn. <clears throat> yeah, I'd say a lightning rod as well. All right, and Lisa, your guess? I think lightning's pretty Because I've, I've heard that before. We're going with lightning. Yeah. Well, originally, it was designed to be a blimp dock. <laughs> what? what the hell? Although the first commercial airplane flight was what? on January 1st, 1914 from St. Petersburg to Tampa what? Airline. Uh, plane travel wasn't commonplace really until mm. the 50s. Uh, in the 20s and 30s, airships were thought to be the way of the future. However, docking a dirigible that high in the air was impractical. In fact, only one blimp ever docked there. It was on uh, in September of 1931. Uh, but with winds of 40 miles an hour, it only managed to stay docked for three minutes. Wow. Not to mention Jeez. the fact that in 1929, a transatlantic ticket was about $3,000. In today's money, that's $40,000. Uh, blimps were but still again, used for some time. Yeah. Um, but even with being that expensive, a passenger once remarked, On a plane, you fly. But on Graf Zeppelin, you voyage. <laughs> <laughs> All that's right. Funny. All right. Well, speaking Sensing of... the skyscraper theme. Yep. Well, well, now we're going to, speaking of overly expensive, uh, <laughs> developed in the late 30s, 1930s, Schurer Gustav uh, weighed over 1,400 tons and had a range of almost 30 miles. Uh, so what exactly was sh the Schurer Gustav? What, what year was that again? Uh, it was the late 30s is when it first went into development. It was a gun, like a huge gun. Cannon, yeah. Like a cannon, yeah. It was, in fact, a super railway yeah. gun. Jeez. 
Uh, the largest cannon yeah. ever made, the Scherer Gustav, was originally sure. designed to help destroy the French Maginot Line. The gun mm. wasn't built until 1941, however, so by the time <laughs> it was built, the Germans had just gone around the French yeah. Maginot Line. Um, the barrel itself was over 100 feet long. Each shell would t- uh, weighed over 7 tons, and it took 30 to 45 minutes to reload. After 300 shots, the barrel would actually need to be replaced. <laughs> Maximum number of shots a day was 14, but that still meant you had to replace it fairly often. God. I don't know if that's a design flaw or if the company uh. that made it just wanted to keep producing barrels to keep getting paid. <laughs> it's possible. Um, the Schurer Gustav actually had a sister gun, which was Dora, and that was named after the chief engineer's wife. Uh, in the end, the Germans Machine destroyed the both of these guns to keep them from being captured. Uh, so... If you're not aware, because I wasn't, uh, about how gun calibers work, is that it is the diameter of the the center of the bullet, like right from the, the back of the bullet. So um, the Schurer Gustav had an 80 centimeter caliber, which meant that it was nearly three feet long. Ridiculous. Can you think of how big of a crater that would make? Yeah. Speaking about giant craters. <laughs> Well, we're on the subject. We're switching over to mm. geographical guesses. There's a, a picture of the globe up there holding a question mark. Mm. Um, so, since we're talking about giant holes, at a depth of 5,387 feet, Lake B- Baikal is considered the deepest lake in the world. So, where exactly is Lake Baikal? Gee. And that's actually a picture of it right okay. there, if that gives you any guess. Probably not, though. No, not at all. <laughs> hmm. uh, India. We got one guess for India. Canada. Canada. Ukraine. There Ukraine. we go. That's where I was thinking. That would be mm-hmm. very close. Uh, it's actually in Siberia. Mm. In Russia. Russia... Um, which was known as the USSR up until 1991, uh, the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. Um, And, oh, sorry, I went on to the next question. Please let me give you the answer. (laughs) Lake Lake Bacal is in Siberia, Russia. It is now surrounded Mm -hmm. by hiking paths around the 1,300 miles of shoreline. The lake contains 5,670 cubic miles of water. Whoa. Uh, Siberia, as I said, is in Russia, which was known as the USSR up until 1991, which is the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. Countries change their names all the time. Mm-hmm. In fact, oops. Siberia. <laughs> um, in 1989, Myanmar started using that name. But what was Myanmar called before 1989? Oh. Coat, Sam. Siam is a good guess. I have no idea. What year about again? That was 1989. Yeah. I didn't Ooh. say Siam. That was one of the stands <laughs> that no longer exists. There's like three stands and it ends stand and it did it. I feel like most of the stands were in Europe and this is very yeah. clearly in, um, yeah, this is, this in is South, a, Southeast in Asia. Asia. Yeah, I agree now. I agree with that. Okay. (laughs) So, so far we've got two for Siam's. Sure, I'll go for Siam. Siam as well. Mm -hmm. As you're going to see with our next question, you're going to be very disappointed because it's actually Thailand that is Siam. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) 
officially, the Republic of the Union of Myanmar, their official language is still known as Burmese because they used to be Burma. Burma. As we were speaking, though, Thailand is another country that changed their name. They used to be Siam, giving us twins and cats that were definitely altered in the remake of Lady and the Tramp. Uh, one of the oldest cities in Thailand was where the Chinese immigrants first landed, making it the most important port on the west of the Malay Peninsula. The city and island is the capital of the province it's in, with the same name. What is the name of this explicitly named city, island, and province? Hanoi. Hanoi. That That is definitely China. It's a tiny little island. I've circled it there for you. I couldn't figure out how to make the arrow move. The arrow is actually over the word. I don't don't know know if you can like scratch it away. I don't know any cities in Thailand besides Bangkok. Singapore? Singapore would be a good guess. Not not the right one, but it'd be a good one. Does it start with a T? I like the food. I just don't know what it does. It does not the, uh, start with a T. It starts with a P. Huh. With the P. Phuket? With a P. Phuket? Oh. Fuck it. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had it. You did, yeah. I did. <laughs> Fuck it seems like yeah. a nice, relaxing state to live in. <laughs> We're going to move on to our next category, which is once again. Movie mysteries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. speaking of which, I cannot think of anyone with a fuck it attitude more than the dude from The mm-hmm. Big Lebowski. Absolutely. Although The Big Lebowski does star the show's most mentioned actor, Sam Elliott, as The Stranger, the dude is played by Jeff Bridges. There he is. Um... In 1991, Jeff Bridges rang in the 90s by playing Jack Lucas in The Fisher King. Bridges started the film by playing shock jock DJ, telling a caller to kill the rich, which the caller takes to heart and commits mass murder and then suicide. The movie takes place three years later, where Jeffrey Bridges' character has lost his celebrity and he gets mugged but is rescued by Perry, who is a delusioned homeless man, uh, who is on a mission, in quotes, to find the Holy Grail. Which is fitting, because the director of The Fisher King is Monty Python and Holy Grail director Terry Gilliam. Perry is played flawlessly by what Oscar-winning comedian? Is it a male or female? Can you tell me? I think it's a male. It is a male. It is a male? Here's a far shot. Billy Crystal. No. Billy Crystal. Robin Williams. Eddie Murphy? I can't remember The Fisher King, man. I never saw it, so but I'm just gonna say I'm gonna guess Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. We got an Eddie Murphy. We got a Robin Williams. We somehow think Lawrence Fishburne is a comedian. Yeah, Um, Yeah. Oscar winning, of course. (laughs) What year was it? This is 1991. Hmm. Oh yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Uh... It was Robin Williams. Uh, Nick was correct. Robin Williams won an Academy Award for his role in Good Will Hunting. He also won six Golden Globes for his roles in Good Morning Vietnam, Mrs. Doubtfire, and his role as Perry in The Fisher King. Ed, did Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy did win an Oscar at one point, didn't he? Maybe, but he was not in but The Fisher King. He was, the- was, it? He was uh, in no, Trading was, uh, Places, I think, where he played the bum. Okay. Uh, Eddie Murphy in Dream Girls, yeah. 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 Okay, that's what I mean. 
So, Johnny Lee Miller did not win any Golden Globes for his work in Train Spotting or Hackers, uh, and movies like Payback and Charlie's Angels and Kill Bill Volume 1 and even Lucky Number 11 have not won Lucy Liu any Golden Globes either. However, they have been nominated for several other awards playing a duo that has been played by two other couples that have appeared in the MCU as different characters. Basically, who are the duo that Johnny Lee Miller and Lucy Liu have played that four people who have been featured in Disney's Marvel Cinematic Universe have also played together? No idea. So this is the, they played the same characters as four other actors? Correct. Yep. So, so this same couple that is being featured right now of Johnny Lee Miller and Lucy Liu appear together as a, a duo that has also been played by two other couples from the MCU. So, like, I can say he's Spider-Man and she's the reporter chick, or the other. I mean, no, no, no. So, so they've. This yeah. is this has nothing to do with Marvel. Okay. These characters are nothing to do with Marvel. They are characters from outside of the Marvel Cinematic okay. Universe. It just so happens that four actors from the Marvel Cinematic Universe have played the same characters that they're playing right now. Hmm. I can't think of any movies that she's been in. Was she in Charlie's Angels? She was in Charlie's Angels. That would be my guess, but I don't know. What was the show that was in New York? It's a very good question. It's this one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's very clear. I can, uh, now that you mentioned it, I can totally tell. Yeah, they did a great job filming it there. Got yeah. the backgrounds really good. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they're standing like one of those, um, like those, like on a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. And they have like the backgrounds of the of like things they're that you get your pictures taken photos. by. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, I should have started drinking. If, if, if you guys know anything about me, this is one of my favorite TV shows. Oh, TV God. shows. Mm-hmm. TV shows. And I'll give you one more clue. Okay. One, so this is a TV show. Another one is like a series of TV movies. And the final one, the, uh, the final couple is in a movie. TV show, series, and movie? Yep. This, Lois Lane and Clark. This, is, this is more up Nick's alley. I don't, I'm not... Um, I'm not as familiar with this. What do you think, Nick? All right, we got Lois Lane and Superman here. I'm trying to think of that. I'm. Not, it's funny because I'm thinking of something on. That's Superman. what I was gonna. I was gonna. But I was it, gonna it, say. And it was something that was on Marvel, Netflix, yeah. and it was Marvel related. Well, these this this has oh, nothing this to do with Marvel. Marvel. Okay, so nothing yeah, to do with Marvel. Yeah. Hmm. Is this one of the Sherlock remakes? This is, in fact, one of the Sherlock remakes. In fact, this this is Elementary, one of my favorite TV shows. Nick coming in. <laughs> Look at that. They, they play Sherlock Holmes and Watson. I have watched Where I Benedict Cumberbatch recently. and um, Robert Downey Jr. have both played Sherlock Holmes in the TV show Sherlock and the Sherlock Holmes movies. And uh, they are featured heavily in the MCU. And then, ironically, some side characters have been playing Watson in the MCU, oh. such as Jude Law, who was in Captain Marvel, and uh, Martin Freeman, who's been in a couple of the different movies. Um, oh, like Black Panther. Like Black Panther, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, um, let's see. Moving right along, 
to our does a Wookiee shit in the woods question. It's time for a Star Wars question. Aura Sang is a bounty hunter in the Clone Wars animated series. She actually trains Boba Fett after his father, mm-hmm. Clone Daddy Jango Fett, is decapitated. Prior to appearing in digital form, Aura Sang appears in a live-action Star Wars film. Which film does this terrifying tall baddie appear in? <laughs> Nick already knows. <laughs> Uh, she's in the pod racing scene of Phantom Menace. She oh. is in the pod racing scene of Phantom, Phantom Menace. Menace. Uh, <laughs> Aura Singh is a Polly Duvin with a bright orange jumpsuit, gray skin, high ponytail, and an implanted antenna. Michonne uh, Borogu spent six hours to get into this makeup to be in a blink-and-you-miss-it scene in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. She's on screen for less than three seconds. Uh, and then spent four more hours to have the makeup removed. Wow. All Jeez. right, we're now moving on to legendary literature. I clicked it too fast, so you missed the, the title card, but here we go. <laughs> okay. um, so uh, we're moving from one religion to the next now, because Star Wars is a religion. Uh, the fable of Samson appears in both the Christian and the Hebrew faiths. In both, he is granted unparalleled strength as long as he doesn't cut his hair. What book of the Bible does Samson appear? Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. (laughs) Genesis. 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 That is the first one, so... It's a good place to start. Yeah. And then it goes to... <laughs> Genesis, Exodus, Deuteronomy, Numbers. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Leviticus, yeah. Yeah. I did better than Jake. <laughs> Jake, Jake was like, Genesis, the New Testament? Is that the next one? <laughs> There's a revelation in there somewhere. <laughs> All right, I feel like I feel like no one's gonna get this We're one. All just at you. And honestly, I wouldn't have gotten this one either. Um, but Samson, Samuel too. Well, is it in Samuel two. Sure. I mean, it's a good good guess. Okay. I believe he's. Oh, it went right past it. What's uh, happening what's here? What's going on there? Ugh. Anyway, uh, Samson was one of the last judges of the ancient Israelite judges in the Book of Judges. If you're not familiar with Samson, allow me to tell you about this rock star of right. badassery. Okay. All right. Uh, he was a Nezerite, which means he voluntarily takes a vow to not be uh, to not be ritually impure by coming in contact with corpses or um, graves. He refrains from cutting his hair and abstains from drinking wine or anything that has to do with grapes. Don't worry, though. I checked it out. You can drink other stuff. <laughs> okay. Beer, beer, and whiskey. That's all good. Just okay. nothing from grapes. Um, so. Uh, being a uh, Nazarite uh, is where his power came from. With his power, he killed a lion with his bare hands, and he killed an entire army of Philistines with just a donkey's jawbone as his only weapon. The oh. Philistines uh, were tired of having their asses handed to them, so they sent Delilah to entice him and cut some of his hair while he was asleep. The Philistines were then easily able to capture him, and they gouged out his eyes. After being forced to grind grain in a mill, he was brought to the Temple of Dagon. Samson was propped up against a pillar where he prayed for his strength, and it was granted. He then tore down the pillar, causing the temple to crash and kill all the Philistines and Samson himself. Wow. Beowulf is another intense badass. 
killing monsters and dragons for fun. Beowulf was first printed in 1815, but based off of manuscripts of an epic poem from 19... Uh, from 975 A.D. In 1971, author John Gardner released the same story, but not as a poem, and from the perspective of one of the main monsters, uh, which the book is named for. So, what's the name of the monster in the book? Begins with an H. Her- Herod. I'm pretty sure it's an H. Herod. Oh. I don't know. <gasps> I think you're Herundin. thinking Frograth. But that's the name of the king. Not the monster. Uh, Does it start with an O? No, it's a B. It does start with a letter. (laughs) So far, we've made it through three incorrect ones. (laughs) And I've just recreated the B for (laughs) Bill. They did a stop, uh, like a, like a motion capture mm-hmm. of this with Ray Winstone as Beowulf. Ugh, that movie's yes, really good. Right. The animation is terrible, the, but the, yeah. the movie's so good. I remember. Yep. Oh, um, Beowulf. Gurrather. <laughs> you know what? You're getting closer. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Let's try to just move one. Grendel. Uh, Grendel is actually said to be descended of Cain from the Bible, going back to the last one, uh, and therefore cursed. Grendel is unable to handle the sounds of the singing and the partying that come from the mead hall of King Hrograth. So, basically, he just starts killing people. Uh, Word spreads until Beowulf hears about it, and he swings by and tears off Grendel's arm uh, when he attacks that night. Of course, Beowulf also sleeps naked, so he's just, like, sitting there nude, waving his thing and Grendel's arm around over his head. Um, and then Grendel ends up dying in a nearby cave where Beowulf followed him and then also attacks Grendel's mother. Uh, he then returns back to Hrothgar's uh, place and he's showered with gifts. <laughs> All right. Great. So my favorite oh. author is the grandmaster of crime fiction, Dick Francis. Oh. Every time you read one of his books, you're going to learn a new skill, whether it could be glass blowing or how to tell real diamonds from cubic zirconia, winemaking, oil painting, or even how to fly a plane. Mm. No matter what skills you're learning, though, every story, he's going to relate it to a specific subject, which involves Dick Francis's former occupation. What did Dick Francis always relate his stories to? <laughs> <laughs> Medicine. Medicine. Dr. Dick Francis. Yes. Okay. What do we get? Anybody else have any guesses? Could be a vet and it's a dog. Ooh, dog. So still a doctor. Still Dr. Dick Francis. He went from helping out dogs to writing about murder. That's the natural progression. Oh, he was a criminal pathologist. Oh, okay. All right. Mm. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I'm just going to guess. School, like higher education. Oh, he was, know, he was like a college professor? College refer- okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to throw a detective. Detective. Uh, I mean, all great guesses. Uh, but he was born on Halloween in 1920 in Pembrokeshire, Wales. He joined the RAF, the Royal Air Force, during World War II, where he flew flighter, fighter and bomber aircraft. After six years in the RAF, he began a career as a jockey racing and jumping horses. Each of his stories will somehow include horse racing. During his career, he won over 350 races, and he was crowned the champion jockey, which means that he had the most wins in a season. Then, from 1953 to 1957, Dick Francis was the jockey to Queen Elizabeth. 
<laughs> Wait, the queen has her own jockey? She does. Rides wow. rides her royal horses, and he got to do that for uh, like four years. That's pretty cool. That's, mm. Yeah, he's, he's baller. Yeah, he's a little he's weird looking. Oh, yeah. He's dead now though, so <laughs> that's unfortunate. His books are amazing. He's got quite I mean, a really? quite a bibliography. Years old this year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but if you get a chance, mm. definitely definitely check out his 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 stuff. It's good. Okay. It's intense. That's okay. why he's the grandmaster of crime fiction. <laughs> All right, we're moving All on right. to our Disney discourse. Yeah. Last three oh, questions. Woo. All right. So. Uh, on the windows on Main Street USA in Magic Kingdom in Orlando, Florida, there are windows that display the name M.T. Lott. Who is M.T. Lott, and why is he on this window? Nick already knows this one. Yeah. All right. Tell, Go ahead. Nick. You want other people to guess first? All right. I have no idea. I've heard this before. I'm 100% positive. They told me during traditions. Yeah. So, way to, way to be a bad cast. It, it has to be. <laughs> It would be cool. It's a pun on why they put that building there or something. I'm sure it used to be empty and they had to put something there, but I, that's, I'm not sure what the initials would stand for, but I'm sure it's a pun of some sort. It, it is. Nick, do you want to tell him? Yes. Um, empty Lots is uh, refers to the dummy corporations that Disney used to acquire the land that is currently Walt Disney World. Absolutely, they they were they knew they were going to have trouble and people were going to jack up their prices if they were trying to buy all yeah. the property in the area. So these are the shell corporations Disney used to buy uh, land that the Walt Disney World is now on. The window reads M.T. Latko, Real Estate Investments, with a quote that says, A friend in deeds is a friend indeed. Uh, <laughs> then it says, Don Tatum, President, <clears throat> Subsidiaries, Tomahawk Properties, Latin America Development, A4 Corporation, Bay Lake Property, Reedy Creek mm -hmm. Ranch Lands, Compass East Corporation. Uh, Don Tatum is on there because he was actually the first president of Walt Disney World and also the first president of Disney who wasn't a member of the Disney family. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's 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 see if I got any anybody tricked on this next one. Okay. Oh, there's there's Walt Disney looking at the map like, yep. hey, we bought stuff in Florida. Thanks, yep. guys. Here we go. Um, <laughs> so it added in 1995, what is buried in front of Sleeping Beauty's Castle in Disneyland? What is buried in front of Sleeping Beauty? Oh. In and Lisa, Joe, I don't know if you remember, yeah. this is the exact same picture I used for last year, or yeah. last week when I yeah. got my, to my Disneyland <laughs> question. I, remember, yeah. <laughs> I was too lazy. <laughs> 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 I was just like, we're using the same picture. Boom. Some, some family of some of the, when Walt Disney's ashes. Something, like, <laughs> something to that effect. So you said in 1995? I, I think he was still alive then, I don't know. No. Well, Walt Disney died uh, before Walt Disney World opened in 1971. Yeah. Oh, okay. So then, a president or a, a highly distinguished mm. member. Is, I don't know. No, something. It's not a person. It's, it's, yeah, a, it's, a, it's thing. a thing. Yeah. Like something. Like a time capsule or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think a time capsule. That would... Nick, Nick with the obscurity. Yeah. Well, of course, it's a... <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. During the 40th anniversary, they buried a time capsule, which they called a time castle. Uh, this will be opened on July 17th, 2035, on the 80th anniversary, and contains photos, newspapers, an Indiana Jones decoder card, and more memorabilia. In 2012, California Adventure went through a refurbishment and expansion, and they buried a time capsule of their own. This one has concept art, maps, tickets, cast members, name tags, and other mementos. This planned to be buried for 25 years and will be opened in, again in 2037. Hmm. 
All right, now we are on to the final question. All right. So, in the animated Robin Hood film from Disney, Maid Marian dances in the forest to the phony King of England. The choreography for her movement was copied from another Disney movie. Which Disney movie was this dance borrowed from? Nick's already got his hand up. Snow White? Snow White. Nick agrees? Yeah. Anybody else? Not going to disagree. Yeah. Well, it was the Aristocats. Oh. I'm just kidding. Whatever. It actually, it actually, <laughs> Whatever. No, it wasn't. This, this was, well, actually it was, because this was taken directly from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. This dance was used again by Duchess in the Aristocats. Um, and Robin Hood came out in 1973 and was the 21st animated movie by Disney. This borrowed animation is still used today as recent as Moana... When she gets up from the beach and has the exact same hair and face as Anna from the Frozen movie when she wakes up. Uh, well, thanks for playing. Everybody, that's the last question. Right. Clearly, Nick was the rock star on this yeah. one. He, he, he came through. It. He got like a solid 50%, I yeah. think. Yeah, good job, Nick. Good for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, once again, thanks for, for yeah. listening. Uh, you know, add us on everything for exactly. free tacos. Um, we hope you guys like this one. If you uh, if you want to leave some comments and tell mm-hmm. us what you think, feel free. We'd love it. For sure. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Thanks, guys. I'll do right. better than the letter next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night. Bye.